Morning, church. Turn to someone and say, you're a giver. Now, how convicting was that? Was that with conviction or with not much conviction? Notice I didn't say, are you a giver? It's not about that. You are a giver. How about we pray? Jesus, this morning, we thank you for this opportunity we have to come together, God, around you know, you know, giving and sowing into the life of our local church and across the country and across the world. God, today I pray that you would speak into the hearts of every single person here, myself, everyone in this, in this room, God, about how you want us to give, about how you want us to be a part of your vision in a very practical way. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you this morning. I'm actually quite keen that I got a phone call from Jimmy or text message from Jimmy at 11 o'clock last night about about doing about being a part of receiving our offering today with first fruits because you know for me it's a it's an important part of who we are um it's an important thing for me to be involved in a in a in the life of a local church not just to play my music or stand up here and share but it's important for me to be a part of a practical outworking and to play with toys that's pretty cool <laughs> so so um so from if i can just be a little bit, um, how do I call this, say something that I'm not 100% sure about. I want to call out and release the givers in this place. It's uh, at times can be quite a divisive sort of a topic, giving in church. I don't know why, because we love the lights. We love the cooling during summer and we love the carpet. And let me tell you, we love being able to walk into this place on a Sunday morning and not have to set the chairs up every single week. So I don't know why we wouldn't just love to give. I don't, I don't know, don't quite understand. But I'm talking about a gift of giving. I'm ca- talking about calling out the givers and I'm asking you to 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 come alongside me because I am a gifted giver. I want you to come alongside me today in faith and let's start to, let's start to really do some things in a physical and practical perspective. Amen. We've all heard give to receive. We've all heard, you know, open up to let, you know, open up to let stuff come and all that sort of stuff. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about us being givers. It's not about what comes to our account for what I'm trying to share today. It's about who we are and it's about us absolutely by faith saying, God, we are here to give, not, by, not for what we receive, but we're here to give. So what do you think? Is that all right? So, so I want to call out and, I'll, and not only call out, I want to release the givers in this place. Um, if you've got your Bible with me, turn to um, Mark 12, 43. Thanks, Noel. So let's go there together. Now, Jesus sat opposite the treasury. Why did he sit there? Because he was interested. Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants. So he called his disciple to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury for all. They all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had and her whole livelihood. I think one of the gifts or one of the, one of the hallmarks of someone who's a gifted giver is we don't just give out of our whatever, we give out of our heart. Do you know what I mean? And I want to share a few scriptures with you today about, about, giving, it, about giving from who we are. 
Let's have a look at Romans chapter 12. I want to call out and release the givers. I want to, I want to call out and release those who have a gift to give. And, and can I just put it that Jesus thought the person that gave a couple of cents was a better giver than those that gave thousands. So I guess I'm not talking about the quantity that we're giving. I'm talking about God, use me to give for your glory, not for mine. Use me to give for your glory. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. If someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people in proportion to the faith possessed. If service in the act of serving or, or he who teaches in the act of teaching or he who encourages in the act of encouragement, he who gives with generosity, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy in caring for others with cheerfulness. I, I honestly believe that each one of us have various different levels of how we can impart and enact every single one of those scriptures. What do you reckon? You know, that as a parent, one of your jobs is to teach your kids the things of God and, and the, the things of society and, you know, educationally, you know, depending upon your different skill levels and that sort of stuff. So we all have, you know, somewhat of a gift of teaching to be able to share and, and teach our kids. We can all be a part of the gift of giving, I guess is the point that I'm trying to say today. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you earn, you know, $5,000 a year or $500,000 a year. That doesn't matter. It's about what God is putting on your heart and how you can bless his work. It's not blessed to receive, it's blessed to give into our local church, into the local community, and into the things that God puts on your heart. We are gifted. Some of us, you know, some people are gifted for faith. Like, I'm not sure if you remember, but Georgia jumped up the other day and, and led, led the offering and just inspired, you know, for me being the dad, I guess, but also you can tell she's got a gift to give. You know, she, she gets up the front and, and stands and says, hey, church, let's give. Let's have faith. Let's, mo let's move on in that. Other people, like I was saying before, have a gift to serve and to love. You know, you think about Kelly with mainly playing, mainly music and the kids' ministry and all these things as a gift to serve and a gift to love others. And we've got 14 out of 15 slots filled with families on mainly play. We've got one more slot and great connection you're saying today, Kelly. Come, come and tell us about it. All right, so out of the 15 families that Mainly Play says we're allowed to have um, in one session, we have now filled 14 places for those. So there's about uh, all up parents and children, there's about 25 to 30 people that come every second Wednesday, um, which is amazing. But it's the connections that you can see, the mums already making, the kids making. Um, it's like a giant family, like here is every Sunday. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, I assume it makes it easier having this building rather than setting up in a community hall or down the beach in the cold, yeah? So when I talk about the gift of giving, what I'm talking about is us saying, you know what, God, we thank you for what you've been able to give for us and we want to see it grow and, and grow and grow and grow. Like um, Pastor Rob, when he was sharing last night about um, the giving for for Cheltenham, was he says he wants to build the, the, the um, community so there's more room for community, more room for communication, more room for relationship. This, this space, let me give you the drum for, for someone who led a church in a little community hall every single Sunday setting up and packing up, having no real base, is such a blessing, you know? And, um, you know, I just think it's really cool. So we are unique. 
every single one of us in this place is unique. We are, we are called individually with certain strengths. Like, I couldn't be Kelly, bottom line. Not good looking enough, you know. <laughs> Not, don't have that, you know, that, that I don't know, that, that connection that she has that can just open up relationships and build. You, do you know what I mean? Like, she's just got such a great connection. I can't be Michael who can sit on a, I've never seen anyone use a digger like this man. I have not in my entire life seen what this guy can do. I can do it. There'd be fence posters going left, right and centre. There'd be things dropped in holes. There'd, you know, there'd be whatever. I've got lovely clean hands because, you know, I use a computer, a computer keyboard, not a hammer or, a, you know, a, or a pair of pliers. But, but I can do what I can do and I can do it well. I can give. You know, I can share a little bit from here from my heart and try and encourage people. I can play my music, you know. So, so why not for us unlock that gift? You know, it's, it's easy to feel taken advantage of in this world. It's easy to look at particularly people that stand up the front because we're easy fodder. It's easy to look and take offense from things, the little one or two things that are said um, that don't quite, you don't quite agree with. But why not look past all that and let's look at what God's doing and grab the 90% that's good. Do you know what I mean? Because no matter where we are, and I'm not sure if you guys find this, if there's any other person apart from yourself in a room or in an environment or whatever else, there's always going to be compromise. There's always going to be things that are slightly different to where we're thinking. But if we can move together as one, if we can start to bring from within the side of us these gifts, the gifts of teaching, the gifts of healing, the gifts of um, our faith, Mate, don't, don't we need people of faith right now? You know, I love to see Jimmy and Emma, Dale, next week will be leading together the, um, the, the prophecy stuff. stuff. But, but coming from a gift of prophecy. And these two guys both have a natural gift of prophecy or a spirit gift of prophecy. So next week, let's, let's come and be a part of that and let them lay hands on you and prophesy into your life because we need the prophets. What do you reckon? It's sort of making sense. Not polished and whatever this message, but at the end of the day, I only started at 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> in, fact, it was, in fact, it was 10 o'clock when I got here this morning, or quarter past 10, and I said to Jimmy, do you reckon we should do the video or do the Steve? So we ended up doing the Steve. So we are, <laughs> cheers, we are unique and designed for a purpose. Can I encourage the givers, which, again, we all can give. Jesus was interested in every single one of us in how we gave. He was, otherwise he wouldn't be sitting at the treasury. But can I encourage those with the gift of faith, those with the gift of giving, to let's engage in that thing and let's see some of these things move. Um, we we want to do some work in the kitchen, which um, which will enable more of the community. You know, it'll enable the fancy pants coffee machine for the coffee drinkers and the coffee lovers out there. It'll mean when you're standing behind the door, someone doesn't walk in and smack into you. So we're going to put a glass window in the door. Um, it'll mean we're going to move the, the kitchen around a little bit so we can have an oven and we can have a dishwasher. So everyone says amen that has ever done dishes and that sort of stuff. So, so doing some changes in amongst that is going to probably cost around 15 to 20 grand. I know in this place right now there is 15 to 20 grand we could take up in one offering if we really, were, if we really got engaged with our giving. Now, you can, I guess we can, we can say, well, all the church wants is my money. Or we can say, God, you have given me a gift of giving. For, for some people, it'll be, it'll be just a, a few cents. Like apparently the widow's mite was literally a few cents, a few pennies, a few, you know, copper coins. But for others of us, there'll be two or three of us here that can give five grand or ten grand. 
because God has given us that gift. If you're, if you're a person that owns your own business, for example, sorry to get practical, but let's get practical. Do you know what I mean? If you're a person that owns your own business, you can set up your business so that you can give into the, the, lo- the life of the local church without having to pay tax on it first. You can literally divert your funds straight into the life of the local church. We don't want to take money away from the government. We don't because I like the roads I live in, you know, drive on and I like all that sort of stuff. But, but if I can be an effective giver, then I want to give. Do you know what I mean? So we, so we can do small things like that. If you own a business or if you're, you know, in sales or that sort of thing, you know, why not believe today, God, let's believe for that, for that increase, that supernatural increase. Let's believe for that big order to come. Do you know what I mean? Let's believe for something that's just unbelievable. Like on Tuesday, my brother and I have got a meeting with, with some people to build a factory, you know, and you think to yourself, well, you guys can't, can't do that. Why not? Why can't we do that? Why can't we believe God for the funds? Number one, the funds are not cheap to build a factory. But why can't we believe God that this thing would be something that would just eradicate debt in the church? Do you know what I mean? Why not, Mick? Why not have three or four more diggers and burning around doing stuff out there? Well, you've already bought two or three anyway in the last last few months. But but why not why not see but but why not see the supernatural unlocked within us? For those in sales, why not see the supernatural unlocking of of finances to bless your family and to bless the work of heaven on earth. See, we're gifted with different gifts of faith and different gifts of prophecy and different gifts of caring. Like, you know, Tracy, for example, is um, working inside the hospital up in Frankston serving food. Um, What do you call it? In the kitchen? I'm not sure what the title is. She serves food and works in the kitchen. So, so she's doing that, but she finds herself helping people. You know, some old guy was in there one day and she was helping him work out how to use his phone so he could send a text to his son. Now, the other two or three people that work in the kitchen would throw the food on the table and keep going, but Tracy's got a heart for care and a heart, you know, that pastoral heart. Do you know what I mean? And, and you think to yourself, why not, God, let that be unlocked in a supernatural way? <laughs> you know? What do you think? You are unique and designed for a specific purpose. You know the enneagram that we do at that we do at church is is can be a little bit controversial, and at times, yeah, I can understand the controversy. I hate being put in a box. It's probably you know part of where I'm at, but I cannot stand being put in a box. But but we all have elements of various different gifts in our life. We can all give. Every person in this country can give. Every person. It's just to the level that God speaks to your heart. And it's not the level we want to give back. It's to the level God speaks to us to, to be able to give. Um, very interesting podcast. Georgia got me onto the podcasts of six months ago. Very interesting podcast by Owen McManus that I listened to this week. And he talks about, hey, uh, hey I don't want you to, to give to receive. I want you to give because I don't want your motivation to be polluted. Does it mean we throw? Does it mean we throw faith out? No, mate. I, I want to stand with the you know people of small business or people that can see see your you know your sales increase and say, God, Lord, let let this let this happen. God, bring blessing to this person's account. God, bring blessing that they might be able to bless their family and be able to bless the the works that you have in this in this country to do. You know, like for me, I I want to spend my money on things that last. You know. 
God unlock something on the inside of the givers today that's supernatural. I just know today we could walk out with that thing paid for. I know we can. I know we can. You know, because for some of us, 20 grand's like whatever, you know. I'd love to buy Tracy a Bentley. We don't want a poverty pack BMW. Oh, sorry, Stuart, didn't see you there. Do you know, but, but you know what I mean? So, so I'm not talking about I, I'm committing myself to... <laughs> I'm committing myself to a life of poverty. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I want to commit myself to a life of increase so that, so that things that come through my hand will see dynamic, e- e- eternal change. Do you know what I mean? So why not let the faith on the inside of us rise? Rise, rise, rise. Lift, 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 God. And, and you know, for some people, you'll be looking at those that come down the front wishing, man, I, I wish I could just go down and pray for them. We'll talk to Jimmy or I and get on the prayer team. Because we need people of faith and prayer. So we can see people's lives in the physical and the natural incredibly affected by the power of the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, Jesus. I just got a text message from Tracy. She's not here today, by the way. Sorry, she's feeling a bit crook having said all that. Um, on Friday, sorry, last Saturday, we went to um, went to the blood sucker people to get some blood tests <laughs> to all the nurses i love you and you're great i just don't like your needles um so we went to the you know the place where you get your blood sucked out which again i always do like this because i'm you know such a great person when it comes to blood she takes the blood and i look the other way um and got some blood tests after four months and and i've shared with a few of you guys but in january this year the doctor said to me that my type 2 diabetes is completely out of control had it for about three years. So numbers like 15 on my sugar count for all the diabetics in here, no, that's not good. Nine point whatever, 9.6 on the HbA1c level, which again is completely out of control. Um, went back to the doctor on Friday. My HbA1c is 5.1, which is perfect, between four and six. My cholesterols have all come down to where they should be my doctor said to me there is absolutely no indication whatsoever that you have any form of diabetes in your body at all so so you think to yourself and and i've been i've been pretty disciplined with my body absolutely with what i've beaten no question but you think to yourself what is it that at 50 god has done in my life to see that thing turned around. Do, do you know what I mean? Because talking to my doc, my normal GP, not normal, they're outstanding. Talking to my GP, you know, he just goes, the progression is this. First you have your metformin or whatever it is, and then you have the this, and then you have your that, and then you get your, you know, your injection of, of insulin and that sort of stuff. I've had that conversation with him three or four times over the last four or five years. And yet something on the inside happened in January that just turned my life around. His name is the Holy Spirit. Do, do you know what I mean? I can't put it down to anything else but the Holy Spirit. Yes, I've, yes, I have been really disciplined with my food, absolutely. But that comes from Him. So can I encourage you this morning that, mate, mate we can turn this thing around by the power of the Holy Ghost. We can turn around being the church being the poor cousin of the world when it comes to finances and community for, for us to become the place 
of, of incredible increase and abundance. You know, not, not, by, not by want of our own, but by the power of the Holy Spirit walk, working through us. Can I call to account the givers today? Give, give. Can I release you to give? I don't get paid for, 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 for any of this stuff. I have absolutely no, you know, I'm not going to get anything back from what you give. I don't derive my wages from standing here or anything like that. So, so there is no, you know, it makes no difference to me personally whether you, whether you give or not from my own bank account balance. But it, but it means a lot to me if you'll stand with me and say, God, I, I want to give. I want to see you move across this place. You know why the only reason we can't have next door fully set up and, and for mainly play is money. Next door is empty right this very minute. The only reason we can't use that right now is money. Imagine if you could just walk into that sucker and there it is. Or the, the, the kids' ministry can just be in there and set up and rocking and rolling. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if we can set up some, with um, Warren and Tanya, imagine if we could set up some proper all, all, all week, all year round 12-step ministry stuff that can happen every day rather than just on a Sunday afternoon. Do you, do you know what I mean? Now that stuff just can't happen unless we give. Bottom line. Bottom line. But, but we have a God who can take the widow's might and, 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 and look at that with such great value. What's that song? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Remember all those good old 1990s songs? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Do you know what I mean? So, so why not for us as a congregation to say, mate, let's get into this thing. Let's get, let's get this on the go. Let's see God really move. Because I know, you know, $20,000, for example, is... You know, in, in, in the scheme of things is is just part of it. For me, it's it's for me, you know, I just believe we can do it. You know, we have we have a debt that's sitting over the top of the church from to enable all this and it's not a massive debt. It's not as big as a home loan debt, for example. And and I just know if two or three of us got together, we could smash that thing in a year. I really do. I know we could do it. Do you want to say something? Come on. Well, don't, don't say it if you don't want to say it. <laughs> I sort of don't want to say it because, you know, God says we're supposed to give in secret and we're not supposed to tell people. And if we, people know about it, we brag about it, we lose the blessing. But I think this story is actually meant to be shared as a testimony because God doesn't need our money. He owns, a, he, he owns the world, you know. He's Lord of all. He could have someone drive past today and write a cheque for $100,000 based on hearing or seeing our sign. You know, God can do amazing things. He doesn't need our money. This church doesn't need our money for the church. And I guess I am constantly aware that sometimes people feel like the church asks for money, asks for money, asks for money. That's not right. God wants us to give because that unlocks the blessing. For me, just the same as singing and worshipping unlocks the blessing for me. When I am singing to the Lord, things happen in my life, miraculous things happen. And I can promise you when you give, miraculous things happen. So I, I have faith that when we give, sickness flees, darkness flees, unsaved children get saved, um, you know, jobs get promoted, all sorts of things. And the testimony that I've got is... 
when I was working at the Royal Botanic Gardens, I earned a quarter of what I earn when I teach. So the first year I went back to teaching, there was a challenge coming out about coming to a breakfast to give to a Christian school in Uganda because they had to buy the land that year or the government in Uganda was going to close down the Christian school. So part of my faith and my belief in Christian education and and supporting the poor countries, I thought, yep, I'll go along to this. So I was expecting to give, but you know what God's like. So I go along to this breakfast, 8 o'clock Saturday morning. That's unheard of. I don't get up at 8 o'clock Saturday morning. So I was half asleep and I thought, okay, I'm going to give. I'd saved up this bit of money. I was going to give what's equivalent to probably um, half of my take-home pay that day. I was very happy to do it. In the course of this morning, um, they were talking about how urgent this need was. So I thought, all right, Lord, I'll commit to giving another half. Um, So it was $1,000. I'll commit to give another half by the end of the year. So I get out my app and I'm transferring... (laughs) And I accidentally transferred the 2000 instead of 1000 like there and then. And I was sort of like, <gasps> oh my God, you know, I've never given that much to anything ever because I usually don't have it. I look after kids, lots of kids, you know. So I'm sort of going, <gasps> okay, Lord, well, it's done now. I'll give it to you. That's fine. I promise you the next few days I looked at my account and there was only $1,000 missing. And I, in faith, I was like, I don't want to look at that too closely because there's probably a reasonable, logical explanation of why there's only $1,000 missing. But for me, I saw that God straight away giving me back that extra $1,000. I can tell you the logical reason later when I did go and properly look at it was because it was that month where we get three pays in the month. So it was like I had not planned that. So straight away I got back $1,000. Not only that, I'm pretty bad at putting my taxes in. I usually put two years in in a row. This, this, it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> Don't do it. So I, this year I thought I was up to date and I put my taxes in and then I got a message from Centrelink. Anyone that's had family tax benefits, you know, Centrelink give you $10 and half the time if you don't get your accurate estimations, you have to pay $20 back at the end of the year or, you know. So I got this message from Centrelink that I owed $1,500. Like, What's going on? How could that possibly be? I've been looking after kids. They've gone. That was over a year and a half ago. I don't understand this. What's going on? Went and checked my tax and I hadn't completed my tax. And I hadn't realised that. I'd actually thought it was all done and dusted. Um, And then when I looked at my tax, I'm like, oh, where's that? Because the only tax, what do you call it? What do you, when you put, refund. The only things I put in for refund are donations because of, donate here then everywhere a little bit little bit little bit so I thought I'll put in that donation so I'd put in the donation and straight away on my tax I n- it dropped me a income level so that meant instead of getting taxed at however many cents per dollar straight away it dropped me down to here so I got back like four and a half thousand dollars on tax I know right not only that because I dropped down and whatever else happened Centrelink, three weeks later, gave me back $700. Not only that, Telstra decided that I had overpaid the Telstra. Like, when does Telstra ever give you money? And they sent me $700. I'm sitting here going, we cannot outgive God. You know, whether the blessing is financial or health or what size of the building or fantastic whatevers, we cannot outgive God. 
but we need to give. Awesome. Thank you, Katie. Good to have testimony, eh? Because faith is faith. You know? Now faith is, not later. Now faith is. Can I say, let's give to the Holy Ghost by the, by the, by the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Let us, let us strip away all of the hurt. Let us strip away all of the feelings of being taken advantage of. Let's strip away all of the feelings of, of stuff that wants to divert and, and let's give by faith. Because um, I know that in my heart that God can do amazing and abundant things through a handful of stragglers from Frankstown. Do, do you know what I mean? I know that, that, he can, that he can do mighty and amazing things through us. In Acts chapter 1, this is when the whole, the, with the Holy Spirit, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We can give today that, that will go into this local building, which is for us, it's for Jerusalem, it's us, it's our family. We can give today into Bayside Community Care. We can give into, you know, ministry within this local church. But what's important is for us to, to start to say, God, use us, use me. Let me be a vessel. Let, let's not give to get, let's give to give. God, let, let God look after the blessing because he says he will. Do you know what I mean? But let's not give to get. Let's give to give. God, use me as a vessel. God, God empower my gift of giving to, to supernaturally pay off the debt in this place. To, to supernaturally find funds that, that you can do, God, that I could never do. It's only just one opportunity away. Really. So how about you stand? Let's... let's by faith, take our you know our, our our funds in our hands. Let's um, let's enact that 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 faith gift on the inside of us. What do you reckon? Let's pray, Father. This morning, we thank you so much that you are a God that loves us and you have an incredible generosity towards us. In Jesus' name. Lord, today we honour you and we, and we bless you so much for, for what you've done for us. God, we, as Katie has testified this morning, God, you do incredible things through us. But God, this day we take a stand. We don't give to get, God. We give to give. Lord, let us be a vessel. Jesus, let us be a vessel that you can, that you can impact and change our community in Frankston. In, in Caram Downs, in Langwarren, down, down on the Mornington Peninsula, God. Lord, let this community be a community of faith that, that says that, that not only is, is a great, tight family, but God, be a community that is known for their generosity and known for the gifts that go out into this community. God, we think about, we think about the Bayside Forever Home and we think about Matt's place, God. Lord, we think about life gate in frankston god we think about the things that you're doing across this community and god let us be vessels of, of finance 
Jesus, as we today have prepared in our hearts to give, Father, I, I would ask that you would take this offering and be blessed by it, God. Lord, that you would sit by the, you know, the treasury and you would see, see the hearts of us as Bayside Church. That we, that we give because we want to give, Jesus. We give because we are so blessed by you. Lord, take this finance and take this, take these, you know, these fragile human hearts today, God, and, and empower it. Empower the gift that we give to, to touch thousands across this community. In Jesus' name, amen.